Welcome back to The Square. I'm your host, Curtis the Fifth. And I'm Curtis the Fourth. So, um, today is a somber day in The Square podcast studios, uh, but it is the midst. We're in the middle of the free agency frenzy that is uh, breaking out in the NFL right now. So, we are going to kind of react to some of the biggest signings so far. Um, let's just dive right into it. Let's start off with New England and their aggressive approach to free agency is, uh, I guess, the nice way of putting it. Uh, I mean, Bill Belichick comes in is just making moves left and right. What do, what do you think of the uh, big, I think he's got six moves that they have done this offseason now uh, that kind of are major to, to how the team is going to perform next year. I mean, what, what's your favorite one? Let, let's start with that. Oh, my favorite. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I guess, well, I just gonna, I'm just going to say Cam, you know, because they took care of what, they they basically took care of what was necessary and they did that first and they they needed to lock down a quarterback. Um, currently, we don't really knew we didn't understand what was happening because he was like the first domino, and it was all this talk about how um, how that's possible. There's a possibility that he still may st- be the backup and they mm-hmm. may st- they're not done shopping and this and that. I, you know, after we've seen these other five signings, I'm just kind of like I don't think they're going anywhere else with a quarterback at this point. So. Um, I'm, favorite is a very <laughs> subjective <laughs> term here because I'm not in I'm not in love with any of these well, signings. Maybe not favorite. Se. What is your what are you what signing are you most interested in besides Cam? Because I mean that was right uh, and that's a couple days ago. Yeah, exactly. I mean I wasn't even liking my answer anyway. Yeah. I just but yeah, using the word favorite. <laughs> with that being said, I probably I like Nelson Aguilar. It's, it's, it's more, it's an interesting pick okay. more so than anything. <laughs> yeah. That's I the wish... one that got my attention the most. I'll say that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you know, kind of a home run pick, but I, I guess what's most shocking me is that it is his, is, is, is the um science, what they signed him for. So yeah. Uh, his deal, I believe, let's get it pulled up here. He has a two year, $26 million uh, deal. I don't know how much is guaranteed on that. Uh, probably not much. I know a lot of these deals that have been signed for this year, uh, none of them are. They all have like voidable uh, years tacked on to them, so they're they might be a four year deal, but really they're only a two year deal right. in the grand scheme of things. But the Nelson Aguilar one to me was a kind of a head scratcher in my opinion. I'm I'm out on Nelson Aguilar. Uh, I think I've been pretty adamant about that over the last yeah, two yeah. years. Yeah, uh, he's crap to me uh, he really just has not performed at any comparable level to any sort of success to a team in my opinion so mm-hmm. um i'm interested to see what bill belichick can get out of him i'm interested to see how he helps out cam i know he's a, a home run deep threat wide receiver mm-hmm. is what he's kind of labeled as but you can't catch you can't catch so i that, that that's how i look at it right um to me, the Matt Judon signing, like to help bolster the defense, I think that's huge to kind of help get the ball back to Cam. Um, the the wide receivers that they signed, both uh, Kendrick Bourne and, as we talked about, uh, Nelson Aguilar, they they just don't do it for me. But you do end up also signing uh, Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry. So <laughs> you got two lesser wide receivers, but you got two fantastic tight ends. So I, I'm really interested to see what they do at running back next. 
Um, yeah, I'll come with you and it's back up there. You okay? You got these two wonderful tight ends that they're not blocking tight ends though, which makes it interesting because when they did have Gronk and Aaron yeah. Hernandez, they did block and catch. That's true. And I, I, so I'm, I'm I, again, the word for me has been interesting. These are yeah. some interesting pickups because it's like, okay, you bring Cam back. Interesting. Well, I mean, the whole th- the I like that they brought back Cam because honestly, I felt like what was your better option? You weren't gonna get Sam Darnold. New, uh, New York was not gonna trade him within the, the division. Um, you don't have any real weapons to really go for the home run to try to go get uh, Deshaun Watson or try to get uh, Russell Wilson. In, in in my opinion, and I just really didn't see where they possibly could have gone uh, outside of re-signing cam newton uh to try to get better i I think if you would have went with anybody else outside of those three you would have been making a lateral move in the first place so to re-sign cam just give him another shot because i remember we talked about the cam newton deal the 14 million dollars i went back and actually looked at it it's a base of 5.1 million i think yep and it will work up to if they if the team does well it works up to a $14 million deal. So if they do good, he gets that money. But if they do bad, they're really only paying him $5 million. So it's not that big of an investment as we initially had thought. Well, then there's still, there was the possibility of them going back to, um, to try to bring in Jimmy G. So, which I like, I thought that would have been the best move for them to make even beyond Cam. Cam's not a bad move. I I thought that was their second best option outside of who's available or outside of some mega trade that they would have made, yeah. which that's all speculatory. With that being, so I would digress from that. Um, but I thought they were going to make a move for Jimmy G. And I I thought that would have gave them, you know, that would have kind of positioned them, you know, where they needed to be as a quarter, you know, at the quarterback position. Because right now, they kind of got, you know, Cam on a one-year rental again. Yeah. You know, so it's just kind of like, and I guess until they're, I don't know if that's just buying them time into next year's draft or to next year's free agency period or whatever the case, you know, yeah. but, um, okay. Cam's there. That's fine. Um, but again, you know, I, I like, I like the born signing. Uh, I think Kendrick he's going to be interesting as well. Like yeah, he's definitely well, better than Nelson Aguilar in my opinion, but <laughs> Aguilar showed me enough that he was a more of a home run kind of a, he, it wasn't so much boom or bust last year, but it was like boom or just kind of average kind of thing. He wasn't really, but it was with Derek Carr. It was with the in in Vegas. It's take it how you want to take it. It was just like I didn't I didn't get super excited about the deal. But what 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 made what it interesting when every time you know your phone rang or dinged, it was something <laughs> with New England. So it, yeah, every time. Else, right. <laughs> Yesterday was I was just like, what is I was I, w- I really wasn't expecting New England to be this aggressive in free agency. They never are. They haven't in the last ten years made any big moves. I, I, I guess agency. I guess last year kind of you know lit a fire under um, Belichick's tail, you know, and he was like, screw this, I'm just gonna grab the best. I'm gonna grab what I want. Yeah. Before anybody, else I just grabs love anything. all of these Bill Belichick New England memes that are coming out now. Oh, There's the. Uh, Bill Belichick got his stimmy and now he's going shopping. <laughs> wow. uh, there's the uh, uh, the um, they do a Bill Belichick's face over um, the the last dance where uh, what's his name Michael Jordan was sitting there and he was talking about how he took it personally. Yeah, uh, so they were doing that. I mean, there's a bunch of Bill Belichick memes out there now based off of 
uh, them going out and being this aggressive that I just love. It. I find it hilarious, but I just I'm shocked that Bill Belichick is spending the money that they have now. Yes. But I do like that they're putting weapons around because that was the whole issue last year. It was is it Cam is just this bad now? His shoulders are just done. He can't throw the ball anymore, or is it the fact that these weapons suck? And it to me, I guess from last season, going based off of how what Tom Brady did with weapons and what he was just that year before when they lost to Tennessee in the in the uh, divisional or the wild card round. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I think that that really attributed more to the lack of weapons that they have than how bad, quote unquote, uh, Cam Newton is as a quarterback. So I think that well, now they're putting pieces around him. This is really going to give uh, Cam Newton a shot, a fair shot at seeing if he's actually got the talent to being starting quarterback again. He doesn't have to do it 100% with his left. He had 12 touchdowns last year, mm-hmm. rushing touchdowns, uh, as compared to nine, I think, uh, uh, passing touchdowns. So now he's got weapons to throw to, uh, to a degree. I, I wish they, I, a kind of, I mean, you still got some pretty big wide receivers out there. You got Kenny Galladay, Juju Smith-Schuster, Curtis Samuel still out there. Uh, those I think would be better signings at the wide receiver position than what they've already done. Um, but even if they hold Pat with what they've got now, I think that they have more weapons than they did last year. And that does give, um, Cam Newton a better opportunity, a better shot. Cause they still have, um, Julian Edelman there too. So exactly. they still have uh, weapons that I think that will be able to more accurately evaluate Cam Newton's position next year. And hopefully if they do take off, they do reclaim this division with, with the signings that they've had made so far. Plus they've got guys coming back on the defensive end uh, from opting out due to COVID. Mm-hmm. This team's going to be a million times better than they were. And they weren't that bad last year. They had a couple of bad breaks and then uh, they, they ended up, uh, just missing out on the playoffs, uh, in all honesty, I think they were about probably two, three games back. So uh, I think that the signings that they've made are definitely two, three games uh, wins worthy uh, if you compare it to the roster they had last year. So Right. <clears throat> uh, yeah. I mean, any other thoughts on New England? Well, I just, uh, I, um, just, just to kind of champion what you said, I, I really like the fact that they were aggressive. Um, and they went out and got the offensive weapons to uh, offensive weapons to put around Cam because Cam's a weapon all by himself. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Are are were those wide receivers the most you know the, the most you know um coveted receivers in the in the bunch? No. But once you seen what they, who, who they grabbed, they grabbed one A and one B of the tight ends free agents, and you put you know some comparable players around them. Like a Aguilar and a Bourne, you know they're not asked to be the number one and number two. They're probably going to be like technically quasi number threes and number four receiver yeah. options, especially when we're talking about and we, you know, Julian Edelman. Yeah, he's obviously the number one guy. You know, yeah, we still have Bird and um and Harry, but <laughs> I think I, I think these two guys <laughs> is an upgrade from them. Yeah, and I know you're down on Aguilar, but I, I, what I'm saying is Aguilar is not the word. I don't think he's he's a, he's not at the back back of the pecking order. No, I, I I I am I'm down on Aguilar as a quote unquote number two wide receiver because uh, when he was with Philadelphia, he was the number two to Alshon Jeffrey for so long. Um, so I, I'm I'm out on him there in that position. I, I'm not out on him as a as a piece and in, in a, a talent on the offensive side of the ball. I think that he definitely does bring some talent. It definitely is an upgrade over the weapons that they've had there. I think Nikhil Harry's a bust, um, and Bird. 
yeah. miss me with that. I'm sorry. Just <laughs> move on right. from that. So, uh, and, and then about two games for calling him. Is Sanu still there? Mohamed Sanu? Oh no, no, no. He, he got cut. A long okay, time ago. gotcha. Uh, season. Don't even doesn't really matter. Got there. sent <laughs> to another team. Don't remember the team and got cut from them. I I want to say Detroit, but doesn't it matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So I mean that that's really I think right now free agency winners as it stands uh, as we are wrapping up day two of free agency. Uh, I think the winners definitely would be New England so far. Um, now, before we get into specific signings and specific guys, I think that one thing I wanted to mention is that I think we're speaking of winners right now, losers of free agency. What is the What are the Colts doing? You've got so much money and such a talented team so far. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I, you know, yeah. I... Maybe it has something to do with the trade, and now they just kind of reevaluating everything. I, <laughs> with that being said, um, you know, it's nothing major flew off the board just yet. But yeah. if they were looking at tight ends, that that ship has passed has passed for, for the rest of the league, for that matter. Honestly, yeah, unless yeah. you really are in love with Jared Cook or Tyler Croft, or, or what was that Arnold from Arizona? Is he? I it, don't know. <laughs> exactly, Dan Arnold. Yeah. You know it. With that being said, it's who knows. I mean, I mean, I think I mean maybe they just feel they're good with the, you know, and I mean they might just come back and talk to their guys, you know, in house and you know like try to make it, you know, make a deal back for um, T Y Hilton, you know, try to try to sign I mean, back. The, I, I I don't know. It seems like they may be going conservative at the moment, but the it is fact on day that two. Kenny Galladay and Juju Smith Schuster haven't gone off the board yet gives me hope for Indianapolis. I think that those are the two guys they definitely should be going all in for right now. Um, I wouldn't probably play uh, Juju Smith Schuster uh, $15 million a year or anything like that right now. I don't think that he commands that type of money, uh, and you shouldn't be throwing away uh, extra $5 million uh, a year just because you can. Um, which I think Chris Ballard has been fantastic at doing, just kind of managing their money, making sure they're giving value uh, on the contract, not necessarily mm-hmm. just trying to get a guy just because the name. Um, but I, I definitely need to see them do something to help both get some more weapons for Carson Wentz and make sure that they take care of getting some more uh, defensive depth. Uh, just because if you don't have that depth, I mean, injuries we've seen this year can hammer any team. Um, I mean, Kansas City got knocked out of the playoffs or knocked out of the Super Bowl specifically because of injuries. Uh, I mean, that's that's the case every single year. There's a team that gets just completely decimated the 49ers this year. I mean, across the board, you see guys go down uh, due to injury or COVID for that matter. And now uh, we want to make sure uh, that, that you have that depth to continue to make those runs as much as possible, especially with such a young team. You're not having to financially commit to too many guys just mm-hmm. yet so you, you this is your window so I, I think they need to just definitely jump on something big uh soon right but uh let's get into some of the bigger bigger signings that have happened so far um i mean what do you think is the biggest signing so far i mean there's been a lot of defensive guys that flown off the board uh a lot of guys on the offensive side uh not and as much as of today or is that to this point to this point I mean, by far, it has to be the Dak Prescott deal. Uh, besides that one, I mean, okay. as it, within this free agency window oh, that just okay. opened, <laughs> uh, hmm. the biggest. I want. I you did. I didn't mention it 
when we just talked about New England, but I will say the Bud Dupree signing. I mean, quiet is kept. That that's a huge. That's a huge signing, actually. Bud Dupree to Tennessee. Uh, you mean Matt Judon to? Why am I getting these two guys? <laughs> yeah, Matt Judon. Matt Judon over to New England. Yeah, that's a huge one. That's to me. huge. Yeah, because you're getting back uh, one of your uh, linebackers. I forget who's coming back for New England. Uh, but then you also have the uh, it, the outside taken care of with Matt Judon uh, to help with the pass rush as well. I, that's huge to me. I, I think Matt Judon is going to be a game wrecker over there in New England. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, to me, I think Shaquille Barrett in Tampa Bay getting his – it's not a new free agency signing, but it is a – uh, a re-signing uh, for Tampa Bay for Shaquille Barrett. That one I think is huge. They were able to find some way to get him managed under the cap. Don't know what black magic trickery they used to try to get him under the cap. I don't know, cap. but for some kind of way they had no cap room. Yeah. Now they have all the cap room, <laughs> and they was able to sign and bring back everybody. Yeah. And I'm, what just happened here? <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, it now insane. I'm completely just hating on Tampa Bay at this point. I'm, it, <laughs> I'm so sour on them because I knew – Shaq Barrett and Chris Godwin was like hanging in the balance. Like you could not have both. And they and they found a way. They found a way. I'm but p- I think the biggest pissed. signing to I me is going to be not that this is going to change the league as much, but I think one of the most talented defensive ends has fallen flown off the board already, and that's Yannick Ngakwe. Mm-hmm. Uh he goes to the Raiders on on only a two year twenty six million dollar deal. I think that's a steal. Um, and he's going to be able to, again, re-up in just two more years when he turns 28, still has fantastic football ahead of him, and mm-hmm. he's going to be able to re-up when that new TV deal hits. So I think that's going to be uh, huge for him. I, I'm excited to see what he does out there in Vegas. Um, but, yeah, I think Yannick Ngakwe uh, now being taken off the board is a huge one. A lot of these defensive ends, I mean, Romeo Aquara, uh, he goes and re-signs with Detroit, uh, Trey Hendrickson and Carl Lawson. Uh, Trey Henderson takes Carl Lawson's spot in Cincinnati. Uh, Carl Lawson goes over to the Jets. Those were some interesting signings to me, only because uh, I think that uh, Carl Lawson he had he's a really talented uh, guy, but he went out there just to go get his money. Uh, I would say because I don't think anybody would be signing with the Jets to to go win. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Trey Hendrickson also winning wanting to go get his money a sixty million dollar deal, thirty two million dollars guaranteed over four years. Uh, he's going to go uh, take Carl Lawson's spot in Cincinnati. Um, so, I mean, what do you think of the defensive ends here that, that have gone off the board? I mean, J.J. Watt happened first. They got Carl Lawson, Leonard Williams, Trey Hendrickson, Romeo Quara, uh, Yannick Ngakwe, Dalvin Tomlinson, Dietrich Wise. All these guys got, re- got new deals. And what you're seeing is as much as we like to buzz about the offensive side of the ball and talk about, you know, talk about the glitz and glamour of the, uh, of the NFL, from the offensive standpoint, you could see, you know, as they as the adage goes, defense wins championships. Yeah, and they're flying off fast. And if, I mean, if if anybody, in, I mean, any franchise in the league needs to be okay, you need to have a short list for like what def- defensive player we're we thinking about bringing over here. And are we going to, you know, it's only a matter of time. I'm like, within the next 48, 72 hours, these all these guys can all be gone. Yeah, you know, um, whether it's re-signings you know, signing trades or, you know, just, you know, just, just massive free agent, you know, frenzy signings going on. And like, like we've seen in the last, you know, 24 hours. Um, I like it because it's aggressive and, you know, these teams are not, 
they're not doing the obvious looking for the shiny new toy, you know, trying to get the, you know, the nice receiver or what, you know, yeah. because outside of, you know, really the, 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 um, franchise tag guys with the like Allen Robinson and, um, and, um, and, and Chris Godwin, yeah. the wide receivers really, I mean, outside of what we've seen with new England, no one has grabbed these. I mean, it's a, ton of receivers. Corey Davis went to the Jets. Uh, okay, and, and uh, Corey Davis. We yeah. we got three guys that really, like, of note. Yeah, like I said, the, the biggest ones that are still on the board, I mean, Antonio Brown's still out there. Juju Smith-Schuster at 24, he's available still. And Kenny Galladay at 27, he's available. Um, I, I think Kenny Galladay, I would really love to see him go over to Indianapolis uh, as he's still available there. Right. Um, but I mean, there's just so many options there. But I mean, I'm kind, I'm starting to kind of grow on the defenses and the defensive yeah. players because you're starting to see where value is really coming from in the league, and it's definitely coming from the defensive side of the ball just as much as what we're seeing in the offensive yeah. side of the ball. And I think we've gotten really caught up personally in this whole Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson thing. For sure, it has completely consumed, distracted us for the last... me. Oh my god! I mean. <laughs> Yeah, it's like this was a nice change of pace just in the last twenty four hours to kind of break that yeah. monotony of you know of of um headlines that get in, in podcasts and videos and snippets and yeah. and it's still coming. But I mean, now I'm distracted by something else. You yeah. know, like okay, the NFL is moving forward now. We we're we're out of this quiet, this crazy you know legal tampering you know oxymoron statement you know. Yeah. We're in free agency, people. That's yeah. where we're at today. So today was like day zero, and tomorrow will be day one. You know, but it's already begun. And yeah. <clears throat> so, um, that's my take. Like, I, I don't even want to talk about anything with Tampa Bay, like what they've done, <laughs> which is why I didn't even think about Shaq Barrett because I'm like, I have I, not even made, I haven't even reconciled that with them myself. That's gotta like, be how the, did the, that happen? That's got to be the biggest contract right now. The fact that they were able to. Let's talk about the linebackers here. Go right ahead. I mean, you're able to find a way to have Chris Godwin on a one-year rental again uh, with that franchise tag and then get Shaq Barrett. I know like his cap hit uh, for this year, 2021, is supposed to be somewhere around $5 million only, mm-hmm. um, but he got a big signing bonus, so he doesn't care about that. I mean, he, he's got that money in the bag right now. He's got $72 million, $36 million of that is guaranteed. That's over a four-year uh, period here. So, yeah, I mean, Shaq Barrett, he's locked in for the next four years. I, I think that Tampa Bay, again, that is a steal for them, a 29-year-old who has been a game wrecker in the league right now. He got his money somehow. It's kind of like the same way we were thinking about kind of the uh, – the Patrick Mahomes deal last year. They found a way to get him his money, but then also have it be a team-friendly deal. Um, so uh, not exactly sure how. I, I don't. Uh, NFL contracts are always wonky. Um, so for them to be able to do that black magic to make it fit under the cap, that definitely uh, bodes well for them. They still got Brady Levante magic. David as well. I mean, they, Tom Brady restructured his deal to free up some space. I have never seen this kind of bookkeeping ever in Tampa Bay up until now. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, come on. For sure. But, I mean, let's talk about some other linebackers. I mean, we've already talked about uh, Matt Judon going over to New England, Shaq Barrett, Levante David. Um, to me, the shock of linebackers to be taken off the board 
Leonard Floyd re-signing with the Rams on a uh, $64 million deal. Again, I don't know how much is guaranteed of that, but that's over a four-year stretch. That was a shock to me. I was not expecting him to get that big of a contract. Uh, he did play well. I think he had 10 and a half sacks last week, la- mm-hmm. last year. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, Leonard Floyd, your thoughts on him staying in, in, with the Rams and, and well, how he fits there? We made a mention of that back in an earlier show. Uh, we were just kind of speculating. We didn't know what he would possibly do but I, I i think that i think his best bet was to just stay where he was i mean he's a, it's a very good defense um franchises in on pace and in position to be able to compete and on tap for probably being one of the up and coming teams or one of you know or one of the teams on the rise yeah. that can possibly make a push with the right you know with a, with, a, with the right signings which it needed to start with re-signing him so i yeah. you know and He's going to be a main, you know, he's going to be a staple in that defense like he has been like last year. And now they brought him back. Of course, we got the Matthew Stafford thing on the other side of the ball. And, you know, so it's just, it makes, it makes, it makes it very interesting of what's going on in LA right now. Yeah. And they look like they're, 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 they have not taken a foot off the break or they were just happy with what they did last year or happy with the fact that they made a splash and had a big, you know, a big content. off-season. They're really trying right. to make a push. It's an off-season trade. So they, did, they didn't stay – they didn't kind of just celebrate that and stay on that first rung and then just – that's our free agency for the yeah. – you know, let's 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 get ready for the draft. That – I've seen other franchises do that. And I was it was refreshing not to see that. Yeah. So No, I like the, I liked the <clears throat> deal. I think Leonard Floyd, he had his kind of coming-out party uh, with the Rams last year. Mm-hmm. Like we said in that earlier podcast, uh, I mean, he really just never really found his footing in Chicago. Right. Uh, so when he was able to get out from under that and then go ahead and, and find a, a scheme that really tailored to his talents, man, he, he definitely showed up last year in a big way. He was a very big part of what they were doing down in, 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 in L.A. So uh, I'm happy for him. He, he definitely I want to see him do well. I, I like that this is kind of a win win for both of these guys uh, on the organization side with the Rams. Uh, they needed to make sure that they shirt up the position. Um, and then uh, with Leonard Floyd, he, he got his money. So I, I definitely like that he, he got a, some security over the next four years. Um, don't know how much of that is voidable. I don't know how uh, the Rams uh, broke that up a little bit, but definitely it is good for the next two years at least. Um, now, I think the only other uh, one that kind of flew under the radar uh, as for linebacker signings anyway uh, was Von Miller. He got his team option picked up by Denver. Um, so he's getting paid $17.5 million, uh, up to $17.5 million this year. He has $7 million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that I kind of would have hoped that they would have kind of moved off him because I really feel like Denver is in this position where they're kind of in no man's land. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't get a quarterback, then they're screwed in my opinion. Right. So I, I just really don't see what Denver's direction is here, but Von Miller, he's getting his money. And I, and I think that's good for him at least, especially after a year where he had to sit out due to injury. So uh, any thoughts on, on Von Miller there? Um, uh, It was a, a, a move that was expected. Um, I think at this point what Denver has so many holes and so many problems on the offensive end, uh, I, I guess smart money is go ahead and continue to secure your defense, yeah, and then figure out what you're gonna do on the offensive end. So I think you know with their first two signings, you know with with the um, with their 
name. <laughs> but they're uh, they're the defensive back. Oh, uh, Justin Simmons. Justin Simmons was you know first you know franchise tagging him with the possibility of you know um, them working out a deal by July. You know to have him you know under contract, and then you know resigning and taking the option on Von Miller. I I, I think this was probably one of you know. I would have to say, arguably, this is probably was like you know one and two on their list, like less secure our you know less less solidify and secure our defenses, our defense, and then we're gonna go ahead and you know <clears throat> go start you know filling in other positions where we're lacking, and you know because that I mean that offense I don't think it's gonna get fixed overnight anyway, but and there's plenty of offensive players out there that that they can utilize and and, um, and plug and play or, you know, sign and add on. And, of course, they got the draft coming up. So, I, I think, like I said, and we kind of talked to when we were talking about Von Miller before, it's just it's a work in progress. You know, it, it's going to be a, you know, just like for what we were speculating, it's going to be a series of deals going on. And, you know, he's just is a team that has to retool itself, you know, and and they're in, a, they're in an official rebuild, but they definitely have to rebuild that, that offense. Yeah. Um, but, but you got a young quarterback or they're thinking about trying to bring in another quarterback. Um, I think they're doing a smart thing and that's definitely keep your defense relevant, you yeah. know, and they didn't have the worst defense, but you know, they're a middle of the pack defense. And yeah. um, I think these two signings keeps them there. Now the question after these, now they don't brought these two guys back. Where do they go now? You yeah. know, it's kind of like, okay, y'all did the obvious, you know, now I just think they need to find their identity uh, right. as a team. Cause I mean, off- offensively, it seems like you're clearly not in on Drew Locke. Um, you've got some talent there with Philip Lindsay and uh, Cortland Sutton and um, uh, Jerry Judy. Um, but outside of that, I mean, doesn't matter if you can't get them the ball. Um, right. So uh, they, they need to kind of figure out what their identity is going to be, if they're going to be a ground-and-pound team, if they're going to try to find a guy that, to go air the ball out this season. Um, but keeping your defenses – as good as you possibly can. I mean, you, your defense only gets worse by losing a guy like Von Miller. So to bring him back, I think that was a solid uh, uh, choice for them there. Um, yes. Let's talk about the offense a little bit here. Let's talk about some of the splash signings. Uh, I know we, we kind of went in on the wide receivers already here. Um, I think one thing we haven't been able to talk about just yet is the Aaron Jones signing. Uh, yeah. That did happen just before free agency hit. Uh, last, I think, Friday this happened. So Aaron Jones signs a four-year, $48 million contract. Don't know how much of that is guaranteed. Don't know what years are voidable yet. Um, but Aaron Jones returning to Green Bay, um, not what I would have hoped, but what are your thoughts? <laughs> Disappointing. <laughs> um, yeah. Not going to get into the Bears fandom thing, but there's a Bears fandom thing going on yeah. here. And any Bears fan know any Bears fan know any any success of Green Bay is a problem. Um, yeah, there's 32 teams in the league. <clears throat> he had 31 other options and he didn't take not one of them. He didn't even take a chance to go see what was out there on the market for him. So right. that's what shocked me. I, I really would have wanted to. I mean, even if you're going to go back to Green Bay at the end of the day. I wanted to see what he could get on the open market, at least. Uh, whether it's Green Bay, I mean, not Green Bay, sorry, New England, who's throwing out tons of money, uh, apparently, <laughs> um, or right. trying to find another situation where you can still be in contention, uh, but then also make sure that you're still getting your money uh, and see what what your market would have been outside of Green Bay. Right. 
Man, that never even went to, you know, that was never put to the test. And yeah. we never get to know, we'll never know what his market value is. And, but again, I mean, still solid signing for for Green Bay. Um, um, definitely, they they, def, I, they definitely get to keep their depth at running back. As a, you know, they give you know, A.J. Dillon another year yep. to kind of, you know, they're not going to just throw him out there and expect him just to be the new bell cow over there. And, um, and I mean, he, I think it's a way to transition A.J. Dillon into the starting lineup over time, but it also gives you the insurance policy and the stability at the running back position by just having him as your starter. Yeah. And it takes the pressure definitely off the pass game, even though they are pass first offense. Yeah. Um, but it just gives them that type of that much more balance on their offensive end. So solid signing, probably one of the most solid ones we will see. And you know, for sure, and doing a free agency, just not one I'm in favor of. Yeah, not happy about it, but I, I can't knock a good signing when it when it happens. So right. good business job, Green Bay. Screw a you, plus. Green Bay. Right. <laughs> a plus from a business standpoint, from a fan, a complete F minus. You know, like gosh, no thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the guys under center for a little bit here. Um, we had some signings. We already went into the Dak Prescott signing that happened uh, a week ago here. Um. Let's talk about Jameis Winston. He uh, goes ahead and gets a deal done with New Orleans one year, twelve million uh, up to twelve million dollars. Here, a lot of these outside of Dak Prescott, every quarterback that's signed signed to a one year deal. So right. that is one kind of nice little phenomenon that's just happened. But uh, what is that saying? You know, I mean, because I'm trying to, I'm gonna let you finish, but I, I'm I'm going to come back to that. I'm just yeah. rhetorically going to ask you right now, what is that saying? But yeah, go ahead. Get into that in a minute. Uh, Jameis Winston, though, one year, $12 million. I am, and we also need to mention, we haven't been able to talk about it on the show yet, uh, but Drew Brees does retire, so that is official. He is not going to be returning back. Um, and now they have the Taysom Hill contract that they just restructured for. Somehow he's getting $140 million, but another somehow he's not getting anywhere near that type of money. These these contracts this year with the COVID stuff and all that stuff is completely confusing to me. I don't know how these this money is working under the cap or anything like that. But Jameis Winston, he is looking like he's supposed to be the starter for New Orleans. So hmm. that's what I'm confused about. Yeah, because I don't understand Taysom Hill's contract. And then if you sign, typically speaking, you bring a quarterback in on a one year deal. When there's another quarterback who signed for a multi-year deal, yeah. uh, what is this? You know, <laughs> so, but I heard reports later <laughs> stating that they're going to be fighting out, you know, battling it out for the starting position. Now. Yeah, Sean Payton came out and said that they, this is going to be an open QB competition between Jameis Winston and but Taysom Hill. The, but it still doesn't answer my question about Jameis Winston's one-year deal. Like, you signed a one-year to... It's all. I mean, I guess it's kind of like well, he was there last year, sitting on the bench. I understand he was backing up Drew Brees. Yeah, and Drew Brees left. Where's his multi-year deal? You know, where's his at least at least you know one year with a one-year option? I, I mean, <laughs> I'm I didn't understand the formats. I mean, I'm I'm totally just thrown off by by how these two contracts came out because it's like, what is that saying for how they're approaching or looking at these two quarterbacks? From Jameis Winston's standpoint, I don't think Jameis Winston wanted a long-term deal. I think he wanted to prove himself, 
and he likes what's going on in New Orleans. He likes the opportunity that he's going to get. I don't think he was going to get a $12 million deal anywhere else. Um, so, I mean. Well, depends. Depends on how desperate some of these teams are. Yeah. I'm using that word, desperate. <laughs> yeah. Jameis Winston is not going to Chicago. No. Yeah, um, so, <laughs> yeah. I think Jameis Winston. I mean, I like the deal because I think that him getting the opportunity to compete for a starting job uh, against Taysom Hill. I'm interested to see how that plays out. Um, I mean, even if he has to back up Taysom Hill, I'm really excited to see what New Orleans is going to do at the quarterback position because if it's Taysom Hill, fantastic. I, I want to see what Sean Payton uh, has been kind of hinting at over the last two seasons about this Swiss Army knife uh, utility quarterback that he has that he wants to open up to play these new exotic plays that he's been really, really wanting to, to run over the last few years, but hasn't been able to because he has Hall of Fame quarterback Drew Brees who can't throw the ball 25 yards on the field. That's that's possible. I mean, my gut reaction is there'll be a quarterback competition, Yeah, of course, but that's obvious. But I, my gut reaction is that James Winston will win this job. Um, I think he's the most stable, well-rounded, grounded quarterback of the two. I'm not saying that's not taking anything away from Taysom Hill, but what is Taysom Hill? We've seen that little small sample size, and they kind of was running that gimmicky stuff, yeah. and then they had to kind of run a basic package. He did he did not look very impressive to me in the basic package, meaning outside of the gimmicky thing, yeah. what can he really do consistently? You know, I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying he's never been used that way. And, and that's what's interesting because I've been tracking this since we found out that Drew Brees was more than likely going to retire this year. So since the beginning of last season, I definitely was on, under the impression that they were going to open up the offense a lot more for Taysom Hill and, and start using him more, but they really never did. And then once uh, Drew Brees went out for a game, they brought in J uh, Jameis Winston instead of bringing in Taysom Hill. So I was very confused on to what the plan was with Taysom Hill. But the more and more Sean Payton has talked about him, he keeps saying that he has all of these plays that he really loves, that he's been really wanting to throw out there because he's had Taysom Hill as a quarterback and he's seen him in, in practice and he, mm -hmm. this, that, the other. He keeps going and he raves about him. So I'm just excited to see what he what his outlook is going to be, what this new offense is going to be if Taysom Hill wins the job. Uh, right. If Jameis Winston does, I'm excited to see Jameis Winston in a very, very – I think it would be a better offense than what they've got going on in Tampa Bay. What they were, what Bruce Arians was running with Jameis Winston at quarterback. Obviously, Tom Brady. It's a different offense. They're running different things, and that it is new in Tampa Bay. So I'm talking about Tampa Bay from two years ago, not this last season. Um, so I think that a better offense than that, a more, I think more stable weapons than that. You got a running back in AK41. Um, so I, I, I'm just across the board excited to see what New Orleans does because I don't care if it's Jameis Winston or if it is Taysom Hill, but the contract works for both Jameis Winston and it works for New Orleans. So, I mean, it, I think they've got everything figured out. They, I think that they clearly aren't in the Russell Wilson Street six. I don't think they ever really try to push for him. Um, so no, I think that this is, they, they've been planning on this specific thing since they knew uh, uh, Drew Brees was going to retire. I think this was their plan all along. Right, and you were talking about a team that was knocking on the door to the Super Bowl as opposed to a mid-range team just, you know, trying to find their identity or just trying to make some noise in the playoffs or something of that nature. So 
here we are. Yeah, um, but I like the fact that they signed both of them. If nothing else, they definitely locked down the quarterback position, regardless of who who's named the starter. So, yeah. um, I like the position. I like the direction that they're going in, and now it's just plug and playing wherever else and whatever other positions they need to fill the holes in at this point. But they didn't, you know, two days in, didn't waste any time, and we got some other franchise over here just spinning their wheels, you know, yeah. and it's yeah, so. At least in that aspect, that was very interesting and uh, exciting to see, you know, that they didn't waste any time. Like, I mean, man, they almost like how New England signed two tight ends. They already signed two quarterbacks. And we're yeah. done. <laughs> we're done and we're moving on, you know. Yeah. That's how you get work. That's how you get business done in the NFL. You Efficient. They just went in right. and got it done. We don't have time. We yeah. got, you know, they now they can go and worry about mini camps. And, you know, <laughs> they're moving on, you know, or waiting, you know, wait, getting preparing for the draft. You know, they have to prepare for the draft because they, they do not have any other money to sign anybody. They still have to cut a bunch of people to try to get under – because by, I think, 3 p.m. Central Time tomorrow, every team needs to be under the 182.5 cap number um, for the new league year. So um, what's going to be – there's going to be a lot of signings that happen over the next day and a half, but there's going to be a lot of cuts that happen over the next day and a half. So this is going to be a crazy time, a lot of news coming out, so – just stay tuned for all of that. Um, now, my favorite QB signing so far, outside of the Dak Prescott one, um, Tyrod Taylor. He got a deal done, and he's going to Houston for one year for $12.5 million. Uh, does this open the door for Deshaun Watson <laughs> to leave and walk away from Houston? Heck, absolutely <laughs> not. This is, <laughs> this is the makings of a, a new quarterback controversy and, and competition that we just don't under, we just don't realize because – Truth be told, just like the like, just like the new coach stated, and what's the new coach on uh, uh, David Coley? Deli- David Coley stated, Deshaun Watson is our guy. He is here in Houston, and he technically is in Houston on the contract. He might be somewhere on the other side of the country, but with that being said, I mean, it's everything's playing out outside of what Deshaun Watson has said. It's all playing out the same, which is very weird because you know because Houston is moving on as if. Eventually, Deshaun Watson is just going to just kind show of give up. in and yeah, thank you, and show up and here we are. And now we got this, you know, now we got these two quarterbacks. And I was just saying, it's kind of being facetious here, but um, you know, it's setting up for a quarterback controversy. Not so much. It's just in a, in a different kind of way. But the controversy is what are they going to do with Watson? And now we sign this guy who's trying to come in and get the keys. Watson drove threw down the keys. You know he don't care. <laughs> Watson's you know? not gonna pick him up. <laughs> no, he's not gonna pick him up. And but you know Tyrod, I don't know if he can. He's ready to drive it because the coach didn't give him permission just yet. Nope. <laughs> so Tyrod, you just yeah another mess. It, it's, I, I wasn't. I was shocked <laughs> by that Tyrod Taylor wanted to go to that situation. I mean, or not that he wanted to go to that situation. Just the fact that he chose to 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 be a part of this now. So well, um, let's 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 come on. Let's let's state the writing on the wall. It's definitely a it's it's definite now. Deshaun Watson is not coming back. They they got yeah. their insurance insurance policy. Now if they went out and, and signed like Matt Barkley, yeah, or you know, well we bring in Mitchell Trubisky, AJ McCarron, right? Blake Bortles, <laughs> okay, they're just holding out. Yeah, like, you know, I, this, I love Tyra Taylor, and I think that I mean, depending on the rest of Houston moves, uh, barring let's just assuming that they trade away Deshaun Watson, get a huge haul back, what they can build around Tyra Taylor, I think is going to be great. And, and you're in a really decent division to try to go for this. Jacksonville's on the come up uh, w- with 
they're going to be ending up with Trevor Lawrence. They've made quite a few moves this offseason so far. What uh, is? Wait, oh, I'm sorry. I'll let you finish. I'm so sorry. Well, no, it, Jacksonville, I think, is getting better, and they're going to be in, in the runnings here. Tennessee, perennial playoff team so far with, with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, and they've been making moves to try to get that defense stronger and stronger to help stop the run and for them to be able to compete with Baltimore again. I mean, that has been probably the best battle I've seen like as a series is Baltimore and Tennessee over the last two years. This has been fantastic to watch those two go at it. Mm. Um, and it's really contentious now. Now that it's like a real rivalry. Um, and then you've got, um, what's the other team in that division? Uh, uh, Indianapolis. And, and they're looking at it at, at a situation where now they've got a quarterback. I, I think this is going to be the renaissance of Carson Wentz's career. <laughs> I think that they've they've got a fantastic defense. They've got a fantastic offensive line as long as they can put a couple of pieces around it around uh Carson Wentz uh to for him to throw to some weapons man I think that that team as well is is going to be probably one of the toughest divisions in the NFL uh right up there with the NFC West right up there with I mean just kind of competing in the AFC in general I think that it's one of the toughest divisions so I, so is it arguably is it arguably to say that Tyrod Taylor was the best signing for Houston in this offseason so far I mean yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> I mean, because I, I like the situation because if you're trading away Deshaun Watson, which you're more than likely going to have to, or unless you want to force him to sit out a season, um, which, again, I, I can't imagine that happening. But I also I can't imagine them from what they've been saying to trade him away. So it's tough. Uh, just But with we know that Deshaun Watson does not want to play for Houston anymore. Right. Tyrod Taylor is the next best option, and it doesn't make you really change your offense too much because Tyrod Taylor is still mobile. No. Yeah, so I, I think that he definitely just kind of fits right in. And from a business standpoint, it gives Houston Ton leverage that they did not have or flexibility that they did not have. And I'm saying it went if they eventually have to go down and, you know, eventually have to get into the inevitable of – Dealing away their franchise quarterback. Yeah. Um, the beauty of this, if, if there is a beauty of this, like the silver lining to that, to the possibility of losing or having to trade away Deshaun Watson is the fact you do not have to actually trade for a quarterback now. You can yeah. trade in, you know, it. that's what I mean. It's giving them. You just gave me hope. Don't do I, that. <laughs> I was, see how I'm trying to navigate around it. Just stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with uh-huh. me. Stay with me on this. I, you know, you, you, you caught where I was going. <laughs> yes. But I mean, I'm, I'm saying that for the league. <laughs> we know who we're talking about. So, yes, exactly. I, that's why I was letting you talk. That's why I said, just hold on. I'm going to give you, I'm going to spin this for you. I'm seeing the bit. There's a silver lining to this that, and uh, for all of these bad deals, there was one. This is a very good deal. <laughs> I mean, man, the league needs to be looking like, oh my God, I have an opportunity to get Deshaun Watson. That should be virtually yeah. like 27, 2018. This like, 100% opens up right. for teams to. They have a quarterback now. They don't necessarily wow. have to utilize a quarterback in the deal to get it done anymore. So more assets elsewhere. Stop talking. You're giving me way too much hope. Stop. Oh, we're going to segue <laughs> over that soon enough. But yeah. <laughs> I'll leave you with that little tidbit. Um, my question, no, no, the flip side to that is, if yeah. he's the best signing, <laughs> what's the worst signing in Houston? And then we can move on to the other free agents. I just want to finish this out. Worst signing in Houston? I in mean, this, in the offseason. Since, since this free agent, you know, since the offseason. Like, no, not the worst signing. I'm sorry. The worst. Um, 
the worst uh, like departure release you know i mean i would say jj i mean i mean once it happens it's going to be deshaun but hmm. i don't know i mean what, what were your thoughts I would, where are you I would, going with I, would, that? I think jj would have been the the obvious choice but i, I think and I'm just not taking anything away from J.J. Watt. I think that there's that much talent to guys sitting in the free agency where they can he can replace him. him. Yeah. As crazy as that may sound, I'm not speaking down to J.J. Watt. It's just his skill set and where he's at now, you can almost replace it with some of the skill skill sets yeah. of the guys that's in the free agency right now. However, there's another, there's a, there was a different particular um, transaction that I thought was just as, Great, just as great as that. Because who else did they sign? Just recently, I don't. I must have missed this. I don't know who. Who was the running back? Then they just signed. Oh, Mark Ingram. Thank you. Now, who did they release to sign Mark Ingram? I don't know. I didn't track that. Who did they sign? Duke Johnson. Ah. My question: What did Duke Johnson do to Houston? <laughs> there was nothing wrong with him. Yeah, he didn't have a down year. Okay. His number has been like he's been the next guy up time and time again. What Everywhere has Houston done? Been. They just keep bringing somebody else in, <laughs> and he just keeps he just you know he he just keeps waiting his turn. And now they just let him go into free agency. The man is solid. It, I mean, for Cleveland, it was just a business deal. They had to move him, yeah, or they felt. Well, the need I think to. it's probably the fact that David Johnson's contract is in the way of that. Then because that you can't have that much money. In, in that position for the level of talent that they're 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 putting out there at that position, you can't. Okay, I'll give you that. So explain Mark Ingram to me then. I, I that that one I was baffled by. I had no idea why they signed Mark Ingram. I I don't get it. I would definitely. I probably. Uh, that's tough. It's now 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 to answer the question that I messed up on the question I wasn't trying to ask. Who was the worst signing that they did? There it is for yeah. me. I'm like, what? It doesn't even make sense. You let go Duke Johnson to get Mark Ingram. You you can sit there and say, we well, we have David Johnson who can catch passes out. So we're going to use Mark Ingram with his how many yards per carry yeah. does he average on a third down back? Like, is he yeah. going to? I, I, you're right. That, I'm just, I'm not. That is a, it's, it, the more and more I think about it, it is a very confusing it's hustling signing. backwards is yeah. the way I see it. I don't, I just, it's just, I didn't understand the move where, you were fine with Duke Johnson. Duke, I, I, maybe Duke Johnson is just going to be this kind of journeyman that's just going to keep getting passed over. But yeah. what I'm saying that to say, I, I'm i very interested to see what – I like Duke Johnson. I like his skill set, and I think you he's – You keep picking him up in, in fantasy, so. Man, he's, he's solid. You know? <laughs> but if all of this, you know, can you can, – you know, they always talk about these backs and, well, can they cast out, out of the backfield? And, and, you know, like remember like Buffalo? They yeah. talked about their whole running game situation. Okay. A Duke Johnson would have solved all of that, but you know they don't want Duke Johnson. They want Mike. You know, I think it's the name. It's just he, he, he like you said, he's just going to be this perennial journeyman, and he's just going to have that stigma where we, we, even though being a journeyman isn't that bad in the NFL, that means that you are good enough to be in the league wherever it may be. You're good enough to be on a roster no but matter what. Houston is replacing journeyman with journeyman. And, and I which get, makes no, no I 100% I've never even seen that before. Yeah. It's, 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 I'm not, I guess now I'm speaking to the indictment of Houston and why we're in this mess, why they're in this mess now. Yeah. Because I'm like, you're like, you're like, 
the fact that you didn't even remember Mark Ingram <laughs> off the top of your head that he actually just he just did it a couple. And we of days literally ago. just talked about it in the middle of it was, before we started. I mean, stuff. even when it came out, it didn't even break like normal news. It was just kind of a sidebar thing. And well, he was I mean, the, it was in the midst of everything that was happening in day one. And he was the number two running back to get. It, I would think that would be <laughs> on day one would be somewhat significant. Well, I think what well, I think that what's happening with the running back and the wide receiver position this year is that teams are realizing let's go instead of just going and just dumping in for a name let's go get the most valuable guy and that happens in day three four five of free agency does not happen on day one or two okay so i think that kenny galladay um juju smith and this is what i was i was excited in in the pro football talk definitely Mm -hmm. talked about this uh yesterday i was actually happy to see that juju did not get a huge deal this year because last year and the year before proved it juju smith schuster is a number two wide receiver he is not a number one he does not deserve 15 16 17 million dollars a year kenny galladay i think does but not juju could we go back in time just slightly about juju juju had gotten this quasi you know tag of being the number one by way of the debacle that happened with antonio brown yeah and they just kind of just slid him and just say he's just the number one guy but just Okay, you could be number one were... by title, but yeah, let's see performance. You know, like not that he didn't have. Uh, not speaking about last year, but the year before, wasn't necessarily a down year, but it did not rave number one receivers. You know, numbers yeah. either. And it, and if you go back to the time where you're where he was with Antonio Brown and that whole debacle, the only reason why he had better numbers than that final season than Antonio Brown was is because everybody was keyed in on Antonio Brown. They were shutting him down. They were bracketing him. They were doing the same thing that uh, uh, Tampa Bay did to to Kansas City. Mm -hmm. You played two over the top to stop anything going deep, Mm -hmm. uh, stop Tyree Kill, and you bracket uh, Travis Kelsey to make sure that he doesn't get his. So that was the whole crux, the whole basis, everything that they were trying to do. Um, And they completely shut down Antonio Brown at that time. So... Then, well, not completely, because Antonio Brown still had a fantastic season. He just didn't play that last game of the year. Uh, but Juju ate that year. He was, and that's where a lot of people, and this is what pissed off Antonio Brown, was the fact that he, it, that the team ended up saying that, oh, MVP of the season for us is going to be Juju because of his numbers and what everything that he did. He was like, wait a minute, I was just taking, I was taking the number one guy. I was getting double teamed every single week, sometimes mm-hmm. triple teamed. And this dude only got those receptions because of me. What are you talking about? You, where, where's my value? <laughs> right. <laughs> and he took advantage of a situation like most, like any number two should. Exactly. But yeah, he ended up getting this. I mean, man, he just ended up getting this unfair, undeserving, you know, tag of just he's the number one guy. Right. He's now. our new guy. And I'm like, I didn't uh, see it. I didn't expect it. And I, I don't think that he deserved it. Um, and but then, and he still got talent, and I think he is a very good number two wide receiver. He he yes. takes a, a he takes advantage of that situation where the the focus is on the number one guy. I'm gonna eat over the middle. I'm gonna eat on these these uh, these drag routes with these two, three, five yard routes. And, I'm gonna and, take them, and I'm gonna go to the house and, with them. And you know my criteria for the number one wide receiver. Got to have that dog in him. Got to have <laughs> it. And he, yeah, I mean, he doesn't. He's a he's a tweener, you know. He doesn't necessarily have it, but he doesn't mean he he doesn't play soft either. I'm not saying that. It just does not have that ne- that next level, yeah. It that it factor that you know that will 
that you you know that strikes fear in a number one. Yeah. Like the the guy on the other side should be nervous. They you know he should be basically you know lack of sleep going into the, into Sunday's <laughs> game or Monday night's game. You know, and it's just like okay, it's Juju. We are gonna run a scheme. You know, yeah. And we got you. You know, and we seen it last year. But all the other part of that, of course, was Ben Roethlisberger. Let's digress. We're not yeah, talking the, about the, there's Pittsburgh. nothing we've we've gone in on Ben Roethlisberger enough. Exactly. Um. But that, that was my thing. About, yeah, I know we were talking about Duke Johnson. We are all the way in Pittsburgh now. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, what, what I wanted Duke to Johnson bring... to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think with Juju Smith-Schuster, unfortunately, I think his best spot to go to is within the NFC North, Green Bay. You know, I don't like that. I don't, I don't I, like I don't it at all. Why you even? Why would you even say that? Because it, it makes over. too much sense. <laughs> no, they need doesn't. a number two. No, <laughs> they need a number two. Detroit needs a number one, two, and three. So you could put them at any spot. Uh, uh, Chicago needs a number two. Yes, that's true. Or number three. But I don't think we, we wouldn't have the money to get I was just anyway. going down the last. Yeah. You know, and then who was the other team? Well, Minnesota. Minnesota. They, they, they need, need a, number one. Well, well, depending on what Justin Jefferson does, it's his like, rookie year. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, what's the other guy? Oh, Adam Thielen. Why is he? He's number two to me. I don't. I don't get number one status. I mean, he's a fish. He I did just, the same thing that that he literally did the exact same thing that happened with Antonio Brown with Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, that's what is I thought. The, a lot of people just went in two years ago that Adam Thielen was the best thing, especially because he's a homegrown guy. This, that, the other, and I'm like, dude, no. Stefan Diggs is the one with the talent. The wrong one. He. He he they they wouldn't commit to him for some reason, and I don't know if it was. Watch because... who's going to have a longer career. Oh, so Stefan Diggs. I mean, we saw him last year. You put him in in with Buffalo with a competent. Thielen is not old, Jesus but Christ. watch who's going to yeah. have a longer career. Just watch. <laughs> but look, that is what I was saying. It's just I think that they Minnesota definitely messed up there. But I I don't see him choosing to go to Chicago with our dysfunction right now. I Detroit dysfunction. Doesn't make any sense. Minnesota, they've got a lot of stuff to figure out. They've got a lot of money restraints right now. So, honestly, the best fit, you're looking to go win a championship for one. You're looking to fit the role that you want to. Unfortunately, Green Bay meets both of that criteria. You've already played in crappy weather in Pittsburgh. Like, that's not going to slow you down any bit. Um, I don't like saying it, but it just makes too much sense. <laughs> well, what, what would be a good slanted spot for him in the AFC? I understand the NFC. Uh, and the AFC. Being he's not being traded over there, so yeah, not, he, he, don't, he doesn't he necessarily. Yeah, so I'm saying he won't necessarily be in the NFC. Who needs? An, I mean, I, I'm just saying the, the, the other team that came to mind was was another NFC team, Arizona. Yeah, you need number two playing a dome. Uh, you you really got this guy going to the NFC. I see. <laughs> I think you would. I just. I think that that's the teams that really need it. I mean, Indianapolis clearly they need they need weapons in general. Okay. Well, yeah. That that is true. I know you said it now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, maybe he goes to Cleveland. He he realized that they're not just the same old Browns. <laughs> it and takes we, a yeah. We still don't know what they're gonna do with Odell Beckham. Just yet. well, Odell Beckham has been sending out some cryptic tweets today. Uh, apparently they're supposed to be in relation to his ACL tear recovery, but it sounded like there is an imminent something happening with OBJ. Don't know, uh, but everybody's kind of on watch to see what's happening with him. It's, it seems like he's on the trading block, and if you want to try to fit another, uh, well, maybe Cleveland doesn't work out because I think do you do you think Jarvis Landry is a number one? Absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> I, 
he's arguably the number two at this point, you know. And I'm, he has number two. He has the skill set. He has the talent. I don't. I don't. I just don't think it's gonna happen in Cleveland. I no. think. I just don't think for whatever reason it's not a fit for him. With that being said, something with the receivers and B- Baker Mayfield have not necessarily worked out. I think it's only the. I think it's only OBJ that hasn't worked out because at the end of the day, this offense has completely opened up once they didn't have to force feed OBJ or they weren't trying to force feed OBJ. Mm-hmm. You had those what four weeks uh, of that where we were like, okay, now it looks like it's it's a Baker Mayfield problem, not a not a Cleveland Browns problem. Right. And then you go sit OBJ because he gets injured. And then this offense completely opened up. They were running the ball efficiently because that was they're they're a run first team. Let's mm-hmm. let's keep that in mind. But when Baker Mayfield had to make a play, he could because he wasn't trying to force me. He was making his reads the way he was supposed to, not trying to get OBJ as touches. Right. And now we translate that over to Landry. And maybe that's where Landry, you know, kind of thrives and flourishes because then he, he has the talent to take over and have wide receiver one type numbers. But for what for how they're using and the schemes that they're yeah. using, they're not, you know, he's not getting the volume or yeah. – He's not getting the routes that will even translate over to that, but he's very efficient. And I guess if they can get a maybe a better number one over there, that I think his because Landry, when you when you look at Landry and OBJ that coming in before coming into last year, yeah, you you arguably had two number ones sitting there. It felt like it, and you're right. just sitting there like, well, this is one A one B. It's not one two, right? And then we got to see basically. Wide receiver three, wide receiver four performances out of both of these guys combined. Yeah, you know, which was you know, and that's, it, it, that's getting into the other stuff as to other things factored into that. But I really, well, two years ago it was just Freddie Kitchens didn't know how to run an offense, and I don't know what made right. Cleveland think that he was the right man for the job. But last year, I think it was definitely just but the even fact with that Kitchens, you know, um, Landry eight. You know, he yeah. had he had a much better season two years ago than he did last year. Yeah, fair, which was. Interesting, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, but my, my whole thing is, is just like it, I feel like Baker Mayfield himself. I don't know if it's the organization putting pressure on Baker Mayfield to get OBJ the ball because they made this blockbuster trade two years ago, mm-hmm. or if it was the fact that just Baker Mayfield himself was like, I got this dude here. I need to get like he's got to get get involved. I need to get him the ball. And he was forced. He's, he's literally forcing the ball into these windows. It just it's, made no sense. And he was throwing picks. We were like, well, clearly it's not a number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. But then you go and have a balanced offense for the rest of the year. I'm like, Baker Mayfield is the number one overall pick. He definitely is one of those guys that can he can be a franchise quarterback. He got the freaking Browns to the second round of the playoffs. Are you serious? Like, come on. Right. <laughs> was, they, was they one one game out of the division? Winning the division? One game back or something? One or two. I mean, it was, it was close. I mean, and they were right up there with Baltimore. Right, they didn't. They didn't have to scrape to get into the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah, um, oh, oh, that. So we we'll see how that plays out. But yeah. but we were talking about Juju and wide receivers. So I mean, no, we were actually talking about Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson. But go ahead. I didn't <laughs> um, yeah. When did we move on? I never moved on. I, I was moved still on. talking about Duke Johnson. <laughs> no. So I mean, the Moving only on. other guys that are left. Really, the big names to me that are left for uh, wide receivers outside of Juju. Uh, we, we mentioned it, Kenny Galladay. Yep. Antonio Brown. 
and Antonio Brown, Curtis Samuel, I think is huge. Will Fuller, I mean, you've been you don't, getting you're, me. You're not very big. On I'm, I'm not, but I have been coming around. If he can stay healthy, if he finds the right spot, I definitely find that's, that, that's where the value comes. Exactly. Uh, as long as he stays healthy and he's in the right position where he is a number two, not a number one, you can't rely on him because of the injury uh, probability that he has. I, I would, I'm interested to see, especially at 26, where he goes. Um, and then also I want to mention T.Y. Hilton just because I'm a fanboy for T.Y. Hilton and I want to see him go somewhere where he can have success. I don't want to see him re-sign with Indianapolis really? in all honesty. Mm-hmm. I want to see him go somewhere else. Uh, just get a change of pace. Just just restart, reset, and, and, and go in somewhere else. Get a two-year deal somewhere. Go go cheap and just go get go get a win where you don't have to be the number one guy. Go to Tampa Bay. Go to Kansas City. So you want better. Oh, you're talking, about, you're talking about the win a, win a ring? I mean, or just it, to play somewhere. Just to play somewhere. I th- I could see him in Arizona. I like that too. I I, I think that would be a nice spot for him. Yeah, I, especially with the you know Fitzgerald starting to phase himself out of out, out of you know. Yeah, Fitzgerald is still there. You got um, what's his name? The young wide receiver. No, no, no. The 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 number two over there now. I forget his name. Not Andy Isabella. There's another guy. Oh, oh! You talking about uh, Christian Kirk? Christian Kirk, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really like him, and for you to kind of be the, I guess the two A two B T Y mm-hmm. Hilton Christian Kirk, I would like that little tandem with having uh, T Y or not, uh, sorry, DeAndre Hopkins on the other end. I mean, that, I, geez, that would be amazing for them. Put T Y in the uh, slot, you know, and yeah. then you still have a Fitzgerald that can come in, and you know, at any point and take over. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and play the Z. You yeah. Know, and, <laughs> Not a bad, not a bad position to have as a Z route, you guy. So yeah, not at all. I think that is the crux of just about everything on the offensive side of the QBs that are still on the board. I know we got to talk about. We talked about Cam Newton. We talked about Tyrod Taylor, the big one, the big fish, Ryan Fitzpatrick over uh, in Washington. How do you feel about them having their three quarterback room again? Um, I guess I, you know. <laughs> I would love. I want to answer that as just you asked me, but I think it would be more appropriate if you answer that. How do you feel about? Me? I mean, say you was really big on, you know, really sweet on uh, Alex, Alex Smith. Smith. So, with that being said, how do you feel about Ryan? I, I have a take. I, I don't just, have a. I don't have a problem with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I just don't see why Washington is doing this three quarterback room again. You have the guy that you that that you like. I mean, why would you re-sign Kyle Allen if you wanted to? have um uh if you wanted to have uh ryan fitzpatrick come in you you taylor heineke is your your best option right now it, it, within that room reliever ryan fitzpatrick where does kyle allen fit in this well i, I you know that remains to be seen i feel I, like that's I, a wasted contract could be I, I but i what i think i don't think ron rivera really knows what he has just yet and i think he's just i think he's going to take this year to to figure it out you know Barn Alex Smith is gone. Like I said, there's a Taylor Heineke now. You know, they re-signed Kyle Allen, which I'm kind of head-scratching myself about that. That's the one I'm not understanding at all. Okay, but then you bring in a Ryan Fitzpatrick, which is an insurance policy, but you kind of signed Kyle Allen as an insurance policy. How many that's, insurance that's policies I do you need? I didn't, for exactly, you know, as, as many as necessary, according <laughs> to Ron Rivera. But that's what I'm thinking. I just, I just don't think he's sure just yet. But he's giving himself all – he's giving himself – all the options that he needs to try to figure out who his starting quarterback is. So mm. I, I'm not, I'm not against it because considering look at the three names, 
okay, who really leads the pack here? I mean, right now, if I had to guess, if I had to choose one, I probably would just in a one year vacuum. Well, you know, I'm taking Fitzpatrick just 100%. based on right. I mean, uh, no, I'm. I think I probably would take Tyler Heineke just because of the upside that he had. I, mean, I said a one year vacuum. One year that's vacuum. why. That's why I said okay. it that way. Because because if you're talking about the career, I'm like. No, no, what I'm saying is because the, the we've only had what two games of Taylor Heineke, right? Uh, that, that's that. That I mean, it, yeah. it's hard to to choose between. Just notice we, we we do we agree. Yeah, we no one said Kyle Allen. Yes, that's that's. I want to be I don't clear. Under, I like I said, I, it feels like it's a wasted contract. I don't. I, I know it's not a lot of money that you gave him, but still, in a cap strapped year, why are you giving money to guys that you don't need to? It doesn't. You have an insurance policy in Ryan Fitzpatrick. Go run it with Taylor Heineke, and then you got Fitzpatrick to back him up. Why are you wasting however much money you're wasting? Maybe on, the on Dwayne Haskins thing got him jaded. I don't know. I you know, it, but I'm not necessarily going to knock it because Ron Rivera seemingly he does some kind of unorthodox things, but more times than not, it seems to work out yeah. some kind of. You know, it's it's just one of those. Okay, I'm going to give you the space to let's see how this plays out. Yeah, you know. I don't understand Kyle Island, but <laughs> let's see how this plays out. Yeah, it's more of that than anything. But I, I, I like I said, I don't. I like them. I like the fact that he did it. I, I don't know what I like. I don't have a problem with what he did. It's just, I, I can, it, I, it comes with understanding. I just think he. I just don't believe he knows what he what he has. Yeah. So, but I think the Fitzpatrick thing does make football team interesting though because. Yeah. Um, that, I like you know. I like Ryan Fitzpatrick in, in Washington. I, I think that that does fit well, and I think it does open the opportunity for them to go in this season, saying we won it last year. We've got we can put in a couple more pieces around. Let's go try to go go after it this year. And it's also going to kill that 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 trade room and noise with the um, Sam Darnold to to the football team. Yeah. Um. So that's done. There's no way you're get you're putting four quarterbacks in that. Unless you trade, unless you just sign one to trade one. That's kind of aggressive, but there's we no don't way see that, that often. Jets are going. Uh, what are you? Who are you going to trade over there? The trade him back, Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> oh. I don't. I don't think they would do that because no. I mean, you're going to probably end up using the pick for Zach Wilson. No, they're not going to do yeah. that. I would just. just, just no. All right. <laughs> now let's talk about the tragic QB, Andy Dalton. He signs over into Chicago. Oh. Oh, or is there somebody else you wanted to talk about first? There is. Oh, who's that? Um. Go over to Miami. Oh, Jacoby Brissett? Yes, yeah, so before we get into that. Cause I, as we were preparing for the show, that's when I finally seen it. It was just, yeah. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, no, that, that, I really just, time to process that happened this. probably like 10 minutes before you, you came in the door. Today. Okay. So it, it literally just happened. Um, Yeah, I, I like it. I think that him, because it, it seems like Miami is starting to come to the realization, or a lot of teams are coming to the realization, Houston is actually serious about, holding out on on Deshaun Watson. Let's sure up our QB room. Let's we lost Ryan Fitzpatrick. He was the reliever for Tua. Let's give Tua the opportunity to to win the position and and continue being our franchise quarterback and let's back him up with somebody who who can definitely command and and, and win games in Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I, I like the move. Um yeah, and let's yeah, this whole, you know, Deshaun Watson thing, yeah. I I wouldn't, yeah, as you just said, I wouldn't necessarily rule out Miami because you just never know why some of these teams sign these extra quarterbacks. True. Um, which is what you're about to segue into is really getting me excited. So, for various reasons. I said excited. 
kind of pissed. Yeah. But excited. Silver lining thing again. Go ahead. So I am not going to overreact to Chicago not getting Russell Wilson as of right now uh, because it seems like Seattle is now hell-bent on saying we're not trading him this year. We are going to run it back with Russell Wilson no matter what, but they're also not signing anybody to protect him, so they're going to just piss him off again. But, hey, we'll get into that. That's going to be a – we're going to have a separate show strictly about Chicago and their offseason and what's happening with Russell Wilson and all that. It's going to be a separate episode. Let's talk about the Andy Dalton signing specifically for Chicago. I don't hate it. I am just disappointed. That's really as far as I can really go with it. I I wish that if we were signing any quarterback this year outside of the big two, mm-hmm. I really wish it would have been Sam Darnold and making a deal to go get him. Mm-hmm. But Andy Dalton, he, like you said, he didn't have terrible numbers at the end of the year after his concussion. Nope. He came back, played very solid in a very crappy team that didn't have any way of protecting him. So let's see what he can do with Allen Robinson, a, a bona fide number one receiver. Let's see what he can do with a Cole Komet, an up-and-coming tight end. Uh, you got uh, Ty- Tariq Cohen hopefully coming back. He's recovering nicely from his uh, ACL tear. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got David Montgomery. So, I mean, let's see what you can do this year. Still want to see Nick Foles off this roster, but Andy Dalton, right. he is definitely a upgrade from him. Nick Foles, so I'm not mad at it. And let's hear these numbers again. I mean, Andy Dalton's 33 years old, so yep. with, take that for what it is. 2,170 yards passing, 14 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, and 87.3 QB rating. Yeah. Not, that's not bad numbers. You know, I just, I don't think he passed the, sight, the eye test. It just didn't look good. Well, and it was Dallas. I mean, it was a team that was dead in the water. So, right. I mean, uh, we everybody knows how out I am on Dallas. I've made it very well known on this podcast. Um, but, yeah, I think, I again, like I said, I wish they would have exhausted the Sam Darnold possibility more before going to sign Andy Dalton because I don't think anybody was clamoring to go get Andy Dalton. But I think there was one other team that was in the – was competing for him. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly who it was. There was a tweet about it. Okay. Um, but, I didn't catch that. Yeah, but it, at the end of the day, I don't think Andy Dalton was going to sign specifically right now uh, with one other offer on the table. So, uh, But I again, it's a one-year, $10 million deal with incentives that bumps it up to $13 million. So depending on how good he does, we're paying a one-year rental. We're going to be right back in this boat next year. We're going to see where we're going to be at the end of everything and who's available next year. Uh, is Deshaun Watson going to be right in the same position where they're, he's holding out against Houston? Or is uh, Russell Wilson going to be saying, you guys screwed me over? Mm-hmm. So Chicago is going to be in a really interesting position next year. It it looks that way right now, but I will sit, we'll wait for our, our bear segment for before I really share yeah. my thoughts. I'm just kind of <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, I, I have a take though. I okay. have I have a silver lining take here. That's something's brewing where I'm kind of like I was a little down on it, but something got my I'm like hmm. There's a chance that this can get this 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 can turn for the best. Yeah. But 
I digress. All right. Well, this, I mean, basically, that's really ma- mainly everything that's happened so far in the free agency. So this is just a big update that we wanted to do. Anybody else that you wanted to talk about? Any other signings that you saw that, that um, caught your eye? I'm looking really quickly. And uh, let's quickly, let's just talk about Corey Davis. I, mean, I know we just kind of glossed oh, over yeah, it. Oh, yeah. We ran right past that, basically. Sorry, Corey Davis. We just, <laughs> yeah, there's lots going on right now. I just, for me, I think it was more of a money grab. I, <laughs> I just I don't see it. I I don't know why anybody would want to go to the Jets when you don't know the quarterback situation right now. As as a wide receiver anyway. You don't know the quarterback uh, situation. What are you doing? Half glass, glass half full. You're looking at this wrong. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Use your imagination. <laughs> okay. We are the Jets organization. Stop looking at this from the player side. Okay. The, come, you oh, got, from from, you, from the Jets side, fantastic just, signing. Thank you. <laughs> you just, let's just look at it for what it is. You got I mean, no, we're so quick to just take the negative and yeah, just sorry. run with it. Sorry. <laughs> um, is, there's not much and, positive to talk about with the Jets. It's sorry. Fair. <laughs> it's fair. I just like, anyway, I mean, we, we, I've, I've listened to our episodes, man. We rag on a lot of teams. <laughs> I mean, relentlessly. Like, and I'm, I guess I'm just trying to play. We you mean happy. you. <laughs> we mean it, me. But, you know, because I'm, oh, I'm down on a lot of these teams. Yeah. But. I was actually impressed at the fact that the Jets on day one decided to step up and answer the phone and act and, and make some calls and get something done. Like yeah. they were aggressive. I was, Cause I mean, anybody was, would have been fine. I'm talking about anybody in the country would have been fine with as much as we, we hear the, the Jets name and you know, they got the number, they got the number two pick in the draft, right? Mm-hmm. They got the number two and it don't go much further from that. It's yeah. just, you know, and the possibility of Deshaun two Watson. 23. Okay. They got two number ones. Okay. Yeah, they got two number ones this year and two number ones next year. Nice. Yeah. But with that being, you know, you know, with that st- stated, now, you know, you, the fact that, you know, it's just the, it's the, the narrative has always been the same. They're just going to kind of, you know, do, you know, wait for the draft, you know, yeah. status quo, you know, you know, they're just going to, you know, get who they need to get, plug in and try to put a comparable team out there. You know, there's the Deshaun Watson possibility that, you know, Deshaun Watson never went on record saying that he wants to go to New York, or yeah. any New York team for that matter. You know, um, you know, and it's it's just speculatory. It's it's one of those pipe dream type stories. Like if I'm a New York Jets fan, it's it's just them. Man, wouldn't it be nice to have Deshaun Watson? You know, and that's just that's their off season. And then day one come out, and they get one of the top five, six wide receivers right off the bat. And Corey Davis, yeah, you know, like, okay, you know, now you put him with um, you 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 pair him with, uh, why am I losing this man's name? Um, the other wide receiver over there, I with the Jets. Oh no, he had a very good. Oh my goodness, Not, they just they just about. they just let go Brashad Perryman, but the yeah. one who played opposite him. I don't know. He was the number one. Ah, goodness, it Miller. No. This is why there's then this is what the this is what it this what it this is what it's like to be with the Jets. I can't even remember the guy's name. Oh, Crowder. Jameson Crowder. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. sorry just can't, I just, right. <laughs> playing on the Jets. So I mean, but you put Corey Davis and Jameson Crowder together and you and you still got Sam Darnold. Not a bad, you know, just from that three, that little that little tandem. Mm-hmm. That's an upgrade from what they had last year. Taking nothing away from Brashard Perryman, but Rashad Perryman is not Corey Davis, you know, um, and they can definitely end up bringing Rashad Perryman back, you know, if if they want to. I mean, they still have Braxton Berrios too, and you have him, you know. So they they have a few 
that's a nice that was, it was it just at least for day one it just showed me at least they're not just going to take it on the chin this year yeah at least they did something yeah in no. day one like i do like them making moves I, and i mean at the end of the day i do appreciate the jets if you are going to stick with sam darnold put something freaking around the man like right. give him something to throw to and maybe if you don't go with Zach Wilson at the number 2 pick go get uh go get one of these tackles to protect him even more than you didn't cuz you went to go get a tackle last year do it again this year right there's no reason not to so let's protect him if you if you are going to stay with Sam Donald if you're going to move off of him cool you need to bring somebody in for Zach Wilson anyway so right go ahead and, and do that but and that's the thing with them having a the number two and i keep hearing zach wilson's name keep coming mm-hmm. up and you know Don, sam darnold's name in a lot of trade trade talks they're not done but th- but them to sign that sign um um cory day i was like wow they're really they're you know they're active yeah, they're gonna do something big they so. wasn't active in the last few seasons they were just you know they just dialed it in for the year when Status quo, and we we got what we got, you know, which was horrible. Well, I mean, they football. did have that one big signing with Le- Le'Veon Bell, and but you put him into Adam Gase's offense, and you see what happens, right? So. And that <laughs> did never get off the ground whatsoever. Yeah. So, all right. Oh, and then I guess I'm sorry that I'm even glossed even more over this. Uh, let's talk about some of the big uglies up front, offensive linemen. I think this is this might actually be the biggest signing that happened, and it's with your team. Joe Thune goes to Kansas City. That was absolutely insane to me. I did that one came out of left field day one of free agency. I did not see that coming. Any like I thought they were gonna probably try to go get tackle, maybe go get a cheaper guy like Russell Okung. Uh, if you want to go get a a, a a an interior lineman, uh, go ahead try to get Lane Taylor or go get Nick Easton or maybe go to New England and try to pick up uh, David Andrews. Um, but they went and got the big guy. Uh, Joe Thune is the, to me, the number one guy, maybe number two with Corey Lindsley. Uh, but they went and got a, a, a guard to really help protect uh, and bolster the depth of that Kansas City offense, offensive line after losing tackles like uh, Mitchell Schwartz and uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> I forget his name. Uh, but they lost both their, their starting tackles. Uh, but on an eighty million dollar deal, thirty two million guaranteed. This is for five years. I think it's avoidable after two. But man, I think Joe Thune over there starting at the guard position. What do you think mm-hmm. about him protecting uh, Patrick Mahomes back there? I'm excited. Um, <laughs> I, I've, uh, I, you know, I've had a Super Bowl hangover for quite a while. Yeah. And all I've been watching doing this hangover is watching Tampa Bay get stronger <laughs> and and retool everything. And, and you know, and up until probably about you know early this morning or this early afternoon i was kind of worried i've been worrying about this like i was like like man what is kansas city doing in comparison to what tampa bay is doing and you know not that they situations are necessarily the same but what brought me back to center was this deal i was like wait a minute first of all there were 14 and 2 in off 16 and 16 and 2 or sixteen and one, yeah, going into the Super Bowl. You know, I I keep getting caught up in what happened in the Super Bowl and ignore everything that happened before that. Yeah, what the why did they lose in the Super Bowl? Because of this offensive line. Yeah, 
the, okay, and that's exactly what needs to happen for Kansas City. Kansas City don't need to do anything besides they can run it back, just bring and strengthen your offensive line, and we're good to go. I had to kind of bring some DBs. I mean, it always can help. I'm yeah. just saying, if they was to bring their team back as is, but you know, okay, plus in an addition of that retooling your offensive line, okay, Kansas City's back in business. I don't think I don't look at Tampa Bay necessarily as the ongoing favorite number one team in the entire league type oh, of I thing. Don't. I mean, I I think they got they had a great year. They definitely are making moves to try to retool and do it again. But I don't think that this anything that they've done so far because they haven't made any big moves. I mean, still you don't have Antonio Brown. You still don't have uh, Leonard Fournette under, under contract. So you're mm-hmm. losing major guys that were big parts of you winning a Super Bowl last year. Right. What are you gonna do to to replace them? Um, right, and I don't, I don't, you know, and that's that would just let's let's be real about, you know, um, Tampa Bay. They they had all of these massive upgrades at, in, at on the offensive side throughout the season, and that's what got kind of got them over the hump with a solid defense. Yeah, not taking anything away from that, but yeah, if you ain't got these over the, you know, the Gronkowski's, the Antonio Browns, the Leonard Fournette's, <laughs> you, you know, I mean, come on, dude. I'm like, man, what do you? Where you find these free agents? They're not just sitting around waiting around in the league just decided to pass on these guys. These guys are only specifically coming to play for you all, you know, and that's fine. Yeah. But the point being is, okay, let's take some of them away. It's just Ronald Jones and whoever the other guy was supposed to be. Yeah. It's it's just Godwin and um and, and Evans and Scotty Miller. No, no, Antonio Brown. And then you know, in this, you have your 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 Cameron Brait and your uh, OJ Howard. Not no Gron- Gronkowski, because I'm like, man, I've never seen how you could be three deep in tight ends. <laughs> All three can arguably at the end of the year find themselves in a the Pro Bowl. Yeah. But but the numbers that they would could put up if he was just to spread the ball around. But taking some of those pieces away, okay, let's flatten the talent pool back out. Now you ain't got this souped up offense. And I'm looking at Kansas city. Who's already has a naturally golden state warrior type, you yeah. know, built from organically. They're going to be back next year for sure. That's what I'm, I was. I was, I mean, the, 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 the Super Bowl loss was so bad. It made me forget. They were 16 and one going into the Super Bowl. Like, so the reason why I mean, I, I I'm like sorry, Joe 16 signing. and two, I keep forgetting about the week 17. I don't even count that week. It's, it's fine. Moving I, on. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I like the which, Joe which, which, signing yeah, even more than than any other really offensive lineman is because even though they lost both their starting tackles, I think that the interior offensive line is even more important for them because that allows Patrick Mahomes to step up in the pocket instead of having to run backwards. Right. So if they do come in off the edge, all you got to do is step up, reposition yourself to allow that block to be reengaged. And then you can get outside and or mm-hmm. you can go right up the middle or you can make that throw to Tyree Kill, uh, Travis Kelsey or whatever wide receiver they end up going to go get right. uh, in, in this offseason. So, I mean, you're going to have the ability to go do what you got to do um, it, within that by just in, it, securing the interior so he doesn't have to run backwards anymore. He can sure. just stay there, be confident in the pocket and step up into it if he ever has that uh, duress that he's under. Um, so I really do like that signing. I like the depth that it gives them at the interior line. I do want to see them go to get something at tackle. Uh, doesn't have to be anything outlandish and, and something super big, mm-hmm. uh, but just something where it's better than what you had going into that Super Bowl. Um, right. Because if we just have guys screaming and off the edge, even though, like I said, the interior line is a little bit more important at this at this point, uh, but 
you still want to shore up the position as much as possible. So I, I think that that is the number one thing that they have to continue to do. Uh, but then also looking at Kansas City's other issues, getting maybe one more weapon, and then also taking care of the the defensive back situation is going to be key to them uh, going and try to to continue this kind of dynastic view. Um, now, what I am super elated to see um, at the offensive line position, Corey Lindsley from Green Bay. First of all, he's leaving Green Bay, allowing Aaron Rodgers to get hit a couple more times a game. <laughs> Definitely glad to see that. Um, but he's going to the Chargers, where they are going in and really trying to protect uh, Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. So I really like that they're they're really just trying to bolstering. And I mean, definitely they've got the weapons that they do on the outside. And I think that they need probably need to go get one or two more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to sure up the offensive line so that he can just absolutely actually make his reads and continue to develop as a quarterback mentally. I, I like that. To I don't know, I like to see what step. Um, Justin Herbert's going to take next based off of this signing alone. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Um, I, again, uh, guys, just kind of housekeeping stuff for the show. Follow us on YouTube. If you want to listen to us there, otherwise, wherever you get your podcast, um, iTunes, Spotify, Google podcasts, anywhere, Definitely go follow us there um, and like, rate, subscribe. Please do that because that will definitely help out the show growing a little bit more. Comment what you've been thinking about uh, with these signings for the first two days. Uh, What are we wrong about? What are we right about? What should we be kind of keying in more on uh, with some of the lesser known deals? Um, And definitely go again, follow us on Twitter. uh, It's at the underscore square pod. Uh, You got anything to wrap up? No, that's it. Make sure you share with a friend. Please do. Well, that is going to do it for today's show. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. All right, next time.